Hello, hello, and thanks for checking out episode 30 of the Eyes Free Sports podcast. As always, this is your host, Greg Lindbergh, here with you. On this episode of the podcast, uh, I wanted to do something just a little bit different. Uh, Instead of having a guest join us, uh, I wanted to speak about a book that I just finished reading about a blind sports writer, sportscaster, uh, who really has quite a life story and uh, was kind enough to share that story in his memoir that came out a few years ago. So let's uh, dive into episode 30. All right, so like I mentioned, I just finished reading this book. It's called Seeing Home, The Ed Lucas Story, A Blind Broadcaster's Story of Overcoming Life's Greatest Obstacles. And so I actually read the audio version of this book, which is available through Audible. Uh, It's also on Amazon, on Kindle, and uh, highly, highly recommend this book. Uh, It was only about seven hours as far as the audio version, so... Pretty much a quick read, you know, nothing too crazy. So I'll just kind of go through uh, the highlights of the book, and I'm not going to mention too much as far as detail, you know, as far as some of the stories that Ed talks about in the book, because I certainly would love for you to read it just as a friendly recommendation here. So Ed Lucas was born on January 3rd, 1939 in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, So he just turned 82 years old this month uh, when I'm recording this here in January of 2021. And uh, he was actually born prematurely, which did result in uh, somewhat of a visual impairment in his childhood. He, uh, he had a fair amount of vision, but uh, from what I remember reading, they said basically that uh, he had to protect his eyes and be careful because if he had any kind of traumatic experience... Uh, in terms of injury to his head, to his eyes, that there was a chance uh, that he could actually go totally blind or at least lose a significant amount of vision if that were to occur. And uh, that's actually what did happen Uh, at the age of 12. He was playing just a Sandlot baseball game with some friends, and uh, so he was pitching the ball to a friend. Uh, His friend hit the ball, and the ball actually came back and hit him in the head. Uh, pretty much causing immediate uh, loss of vision in both of his eyes. And uh, so the interesting thing is that his parents uh, took him to get his eyes checked, which was originally scheduled before this accident actually happened. So he he really didn't tell his parents at all that, uh, you know, he really couldn't see and that he had experienced this accident and the results of it. And so it was a really interesting story he went into as far as going to the eye doctor and uh, having to, d- to read the, you know, the letters uh, on the wall, the, the eye chart, and uh, him trying to uh, memorize from what he had heard other patients in the office, you know, reading the letters from. And uh, so eventually it, it pretty much came out that he was unable to see visually. And uh, so that certainly was a big change in his life. So after Ed uh, experienced that accident, his uh, mother actually wrote letters to some of the local baseball teams in the area, in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, because Ed was a huge baseball fan, absolutely loved the New York Giants, who were still in New York at the time. Also, the Brooklyn Dodgers, New York Yankees uh, were around, so he certainly followed and kept an eye on those three teams. And uh, so his mother wrote these letters, and... 
he was able to make these connections with some of the teams. And so he actually got to meet several of the players on some of these teams uh, as a 12, 13-year-old kid. And uh, he mentions in the book about just how how they never really acknowledged him being blind or visually impaired when he met these players, uh, how that never really came up in conversation, you know, in, in some cases, and just how much that meant to him to be treated as just another fan. You know, it's not like he was a special person or put up on a pedestal. And I think as a, a young teenager, as an adolescent, so you can certainly understand why, you know, he, he might uh, have that mindset. And kids of that age, you know, would, would certainly not want to be uh, put in the spotlight because of their disability. Also, Ed did attend uh, a blind school. So originally he was in a, you know, regular kind of mainstream school. But then uh, his parents decided to put him in this school for children who were blind. And that uh, made a huge difference in his life just in terms of uh, you know, independent living skills, and and so he actually lived at this school Monday through Friday, would go home on the weekends, but uh, certainly had a great experience uh, going through that program. Also, he did uh, have four guide dogs, or I guess you could say seeing eye dogs in this case, because he did have four dogs from the seeing eye uh, in New Jersey, and I believe he got his first dog around age 18 or 19. Uh, so certainly, uh, he talks about, you know, many times throughout the book, just the benefits of those guide dogs and what those dogs really meant to him and how much of a positive impact they had on his life. He was also the first student, uh, blind student with a guide dog to attend Seton Hall University. And, uh, really, you know, this was back in the fifties, early sixties, I think from what I had read, he really was one of the first students to attend a college or university, uh, with a guide dog. So certainly some interesting stories and anecdotes uh, in terms of that. And, uh, he really was treated quite well in college and made some really close friends, uh, you know, certainly transitioning from the blind school, you know, up and through his high school years up to college. Certainly could have been a challenge, but uh, he really seemed to make that work once he did enter college and pursued his degree in uh, communication arts. So in terms of Ed's love life, he uh, originally met these two sisters and had planned on dating one of the sisters. But once that girl found out about him being blind, uh, which she did not know until they met in person... She totally just turned on him and really had no interest in him because of uh, his his blindness. And then uh, it's it's funny how the other sister said, "Hey, I'll give Ed a chance. You know, I, I don't mind dating a blind guy." Uh, so I thought that was a pretty interesting story that he delved into there. And uh, so they ended up getting married. They did have two boys, two sons, uh, but unfortunately, the marriage uh, did not last. And uh, it's really fascinating the story that Ed talks about in the book about the divorce and uh, not just the divorce, but uh, this custody battle that he ended up having with his ex-wife many years later after the divorce. And uh, so I'm not going to, you know, reveal too much about that or spoil that too much, but uh, definitely an historic decision was made. I can say, in uh, that custody case and uh, really worked out in Ed's favor. In terms of Ed's uh, career as a sports writer, as a sports broadcaster, 
So he did start out at uh, Seton Hall University working for the campus radio station there and uh, did a baseball show for that radio station. And so he really made some amazing connections uh, starting as a teenager, as a young teen uh, with some of these greats of baseball uh, from Mickey Mantle to Joe DiMaggio uh, to Ted Williams. Really, the list is is uh, quite incredible in terms of just future Hall of Famers and everyone he got to know, the managers, the owners of the teams in New York. Uh, so really fascinating stuff there. And so he was able to use those connections to his advantage to get some of those players on his radio show in college. And then he would uh, end up, you know, freelancing for different publications, newspapers, magazines, so really spent many years uh, kind of doing freelance work and also working for insurance and doing some other jobs, uh, you know, day jobs, and then would hit up the ballpark at night to catch the games and be able to uh, freelance, you know, as a reporter or whatnot. Of course, throughout the book, uh, Ed talks a lot about the challenges that he faced and has faced throughout his life. Uh, as a blind person and just, you know, in general challenges people face, whether they have a disability or not. Uh, one instance that comes to mind, one story he talked about is when he had one of his guide dogs and was trying to go to, I believe, a basketball game at Madison Square Garden in New York City. And he was denied entrance from being able to enter uh, the, the arena because of his guide dog. And it's just fascinating, the, the lack of understanding of service dogs, service animals, guide dogs specifically back then in the 50s and 60s, and uh, how that certainly has changed over time. Uh, although it's, you know, there's still a lot of ignorance out there, obviously, and but it's really just interesting kind of going back in time in this book and just the perceptions of a blind person, of a guide dog, and how he uh, communicates that throughout the text. Uh, so Ed also wrote about uh, just experiences with the players, the different baseball players he got to know and interview in his career and as a fan. And it's funny how some, you know, reacted uh, just with a lot of ignorance about how to talk to a blind person, you know, speaking loudly, even though they're just blind and can hear you totally fine. Uh, also an experience he had attending a press conference uh, when he was a freelance reporter, and he was totally chewed out by this one player who said, you know, how can you possibly be a reporter, a sports writer, if you're blind? You know, how could you possibly cover such a visual sport, such a visual game, uh, being blind? And just how much that hurt Ed, uh, but how he really used that as motivation for the rest of his career. And so he writes a lot about Phil Rizzuto, uh, who was a very well-known player for the Yankees, also became a broadcaster for them for many, many years, and just how much Phil really helped him, uh, essentially as a mentor, you know, only being 10 or 15 years older than Ed, or maybe a little older than that, but, uh, you know, just, just certainly how that relationship helped Ed and impacted Ed positively in so many ways, and also Phil as well. So just reading about their, their friendship, their relationship, and some really cool anecdotes and, and stories in regards to that. So in addition to documenting all the challenges that uh, he's had in his life, 
Uh, Ed really emphasizes just the power and the impact of persistence, perseverance, and, uh, you know, opportunities, jumping at opportunities when they do come your way, uh, the importance of networking, connections. Uh, so Ed really has become and, and still is uh, active, you know, as far as a sports writer, uh, but he's really become this legendary figure in the sports media world is actually in Cooperstown in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And uh, so throughout the book, you know, that's that's really the message that he tries to convey. Uh, you know, if you have a village, if you have a support system, uh, and certainly it can take time to, to develop that support system around you. But if you have individuals who can vouch for you, your abilities, your experience... You know, there, there's so many positive things that that can do for a person in his or her life. And uh, that's really conveyed quite well uh, throughout this book. Also, I know I mentioned some of the baseball players and certainly owners, managers, coaches, whatnot, that Ed uh, has gotten to know over time. But also uh, just big-time celebrities, presidents. Uh, he talked a lot about Richard Nixon uh, George Bush Sr., just some interesting relationships that uh, he developed with them, uh, in fact, while they were, you know, president of the United States, and uh, how those relationships also impacted him in many ways, in a positive way, and uh, so it was really through just being in the press box, uh, mostly at Yankee Stadium, that he got to know, you know, such well-known individuals uh, like those. Also, uh, Ed talked about uh, when he actually did get married for a second time back in 2006. And uh, so he and his uh, you know, wife or, or lady that he married at that time, they were actually the first couple to have a wedding uh, at home plate in Yankee Stadium. And uh, it drew a huge amount of media coverage, media attention. They had a big press conference afterward. Uh, so really was another fascinating story that Ed went into in terms of that wedding and that marriage. And that was actually in the original Yankee Stadium, uh, the house that, that uh, Ruth built, as they like to say, uh, before that was replaced by the new ballpark in 2009. At the end of the book, uh, Ed talks about the Ed Lucas Foundation that uh, he established basically as a way to give back to people who are blind, visually impaired, and have other disabilities, and some financial support that uh, that foundation provides to those individuals. Uh, just uh, overall a really fascinating read, great book. Uh, one uh, quote that really stuck with me after reading this book is about how Ed describes his blindness as not a handicap, but an inconvenience. And uh, that's something I try to apply to my life, and hopefully many of you who are blind or visually impaired do as well. You know, just how blindness, it, it certainly can hold us back and can make life challenging uh, in many different ways. But uh, really, you know, there is a way around pretty much everything. There's some type of solution. Um, so that's why if, if you look at it as an inconvenience, more of a handicap. Sure, you know, of course it'll inconvenience us in certain ways, but, uh, you know, that's really essentially all it, it boils down to being. 
and that's something that uh, Ed, I feel like, speaks to quite well in this book. So again, uh, the name of the book is Seeing Home, the Ed Lucas story. Uh, highly recommend this book, and I'll certainly include a link to uh, the foundation website that he has, and also a link to the book uh, on Amazon and Audible if you're interested in reading it. So again, uh, really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thought I'd do something different for this one. Uh, after I read this book, I was like, you know what? I have to talk about this book on the podcast. This is such a cool life story of Ed Lucas. And uh, just another example of how blindness, uh, you know, disabilities in general and sports can intersect in, in a different way. I know I usually have conversations with blind and visually impaired athletes and uh, those involved in sports directly on this podcast, but uh, thought I'd do something a little bit different this time. Uh, I did want to mention you can hear uh, episode 14 of the podcast if you want to listen back. That one was with Bryce Weiler, uh, who is also a blind sportscaster. And then episode 5, early on in the podcast, I had Enrique Olu on here, uh, who's a longtime Tampa Bay Rays Major League Baseball a uh, blind broadcaster on the Spanish station uh, for the Rays. Uh, so those uh, two individuals, certainly similar to Ed Lucas, just in terms of the professions uh, that they've had. So this uh, is going to wrap up episode 30. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports. Sports.